Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, 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 Grief Gang. Welcome back to another episode. This is my uh, first episode being in isolation. I don't know if you can hear in my voice that I'm sounding a little bit stir-crazy. I'm only on, like, day... day four. And I'm already going fucking do-lally. I've now got two months off work. Like, what am I actually going to do? There's only so much cleaning and tidying you can do. But that's for another day. That's not what we're here to talk about today. Um, So this episode is going to be titled Going Back to Work. I decided to address this episode quite ironically, actually, seeing as we are all off work at the moment. Lol, sorry about that. But um, yeah, I did a post on it on the page a couple of days ago. And it got quite a few people talking and sharing their stories of going back to work and good and bad experiences. Um, So I wanted to share mine and how it was for me back then when I went back to work. And sort of now, like, how I carry it with me in my my new job after that. And because at the end of the day, it's not just about the initial going back to work. It's about, you know, it carries on forever. Um, Your grief can affect every job after. You know, it's not just the initial job that you were at when whoever died in your life. It can still affect you and your working life um, years to come, as we all bloody know. So I'll just read out the post that I actually made on Instagram and then we'll elaborate from there. Um... So yeah, this is, yeah, it's titled Going Back to Work and this is how the post follows. So going back to work. My mum died on the Saturday and I went back to work on the following Thursday. I had just started my first big job in the airport and was in my probation period. I was beyond petrified to take any sort of time off in fear that it would affect my probation, even though my management couldn't have stressed enough that I could take as much time off as I needed. I was so new that people hardly knew my name, let alone what had just happened to me. So in a way, I could get away with just being the new girl. I didn't want no special treatment, no handouts. Treat me as fairly as the girl next door. That Thursday I came back in, I sat with my beyond amazing manager at the time, Eileen, and she simply just said, you don't need to be here. 
Her warmth and genuine care let me know that when I do need or want the time off, I could do it without fear. We then walked out the office and I walked past a new friend that I'd made. (laughs) Babe, where have you been? I've not seen you for ages. Very bluntly, I replied, my mum died and then I laughed. Thinking back on it now, the sheer horror on her face was comical and we joked about it in the months to come. I chose to go back to work that soon after mum because I simply couldn't be in the house that reeked of her. I needed an escape. My job was my escape. Nearly everyone in my personal life said, don't do it or you shouldn't have done that. But I don't regret it. You know why? Because for those eight hours of the day, I just got to be Amber. I didn't have to be known as the girl with the dead mum. I'll deal with that when I put my key through my front door. Cool, a bit heavy that when I read it back like that. Christ. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in a nutshell, that is how my me going back to work went. Um, so to elaborate on that, yeah, I I went back to work that soon because work was a getaway for me. And some people that might sound as um, sort of not facing what is front of you. Well, yeah, fucking completely, yeah. I don't want to face my shit storm of a life right now. So if I have an option to go and actually forget about that, maybe not forget is the right word, but put it in a corner just for now, like I said, I'll deal with it when I get home, then I'm fucking taking it. Um, I think if you use it right... You can work can be a healthy getaway. Um, eventually, um, it does. I think if you neglect it for long enough, obviously it creeps back on you. Um, as I soon began to learn that um, months down the line, there would be days when I would get up and I would, I would generally be like. I can't do this today. I like to call them griefy days, but it's just a really griefy day and you're just really not fucking doing work. Like you could really CBA with the work. And um, I was very, very fortunate that I had really great management team and that management team supported me in ways that I couldn't have imagined especially being so new and I I hadn't really built relationships with these this management these people I didn't really know them as people and how and how they worked in sort of you know sensitive situations like this there was one incident but I'll tell you about that in a minute but it was absolutely hilarious well I can laugh about it now because I just think she didn't know how to cope with it. But the main management that I dealt with, they were nothing but supportive. Um, And I'm forever grateful to them. I've still got really good relationship with that um, management, Eileen, who looked after me. Um, And yeah, I felt really lucky that work wasn't really a worry for me. Um... But yeah, to go back to that <laughs> that bit of that funny management. Um, so yeah, this this I remember thinking, 
my tolerance. If I've been thinking, if this is how this manager is gonna go about things, then I'm not gonna go to her about shit ever again. Like this is actually piss poor from her behalf. But anyway, so this is how it goes. So, um, it was. It was so yeah. I'm back to work on the Thursday, and I remember at this job at the time, if you needed to get like um a shift covered, you had to send it off by Friday five p.m. So the team who put all the swaps through and checked that they were valid to go through, um yeah, they had to be done by five p.m. So they could go over them by the weekend. My dog has just bolted through the door. Little shit fucking dog anyway so yeah so on thursday so yeah the day i'd come back to work my brother had let me know that my mum's body had been moved to the the funeral care like the director whatever it's fucking called and that obviously we could and we could see her on monday so i was like okay great great as it can be so, but I was on shift on Monday. I was like an early shift. So I put in like our little group chat where we all do our shift swaps and whatever. I said, hi guys, like this is the situation. If anybody could please cover me. Because during this time as well, we weren't allowed to take annual leave. Um, That was one of the rules. You can't take annual leave. So I was like, fuck, fuck, what did I do? Thankfully, lovely girl, she said she'd work for me. She was like, yeah, like no problem. I'll work for you. Um, and then, so he sent the swap off, hadn't heard anything back. It's now Friday and it's pushing on towards five o'clock and I've not heard anything back. I'm thinking, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like this swap isn't going to go through in time and I'm not going to be able to go down to the funeral director and talk about basically organising the funeral. So I've had to find a manager to speak to and I've bumped into this manager and I've gone up to and I've said, I won't say no. I've said, um, oh, okay, this is the situation. I've actually found somebody. I know I actually had, I didn't disclose what it was for. I said, oh, hello. Um, I really need to be off Monday. I have found somebody to work for me. Um, we just need to put the swap through if, you know, you could help with that. And she was so blunt and she looked at me and she was like, well, it's a bit late. And by this point, I'd lost all my politeness now. So I'd gone, well, if somebody replies to my emails, I wouldn't be here. And she was like, what's it for? And I thought, oh, you really want to know. I was like, I'll let you know and I'll let you squirm. I said, if you really must know, I said... I'm going to go see my dead mum's body in the chapel of rest and I'm going to organise her funeral. And the look on her face. And then to tip it off, she couldn't even... Um, she had to, like, show face. She was. She didn't let her guard down, let her poker face down. She went, OK, it's fine, but only on this occasion. I said, well, yeah, darling, I hope it is only on this occasion. I hope I'm not having to go to a chapel arrest again anytime soon. Fuck me. I was just like, wow. But that was that was generally like my only bad experience with management. Other than that, it was totally fine. Um, and I think that is generally sort of down to me. I always, 
I did always keep it real with work. So when I did used to have those those griefy days where I was just like, I can't do it today. When I would call in sick, I would be honest, I wouldn't lie and said I had diarrhea or something. I would say, I just can't do it today. I just really can't do it today. Like I've just had a really bad night, um, like thinking about mum or just, you know, stewing over things and whatever. So I've just like, I just can't do it. And most of the time it was met with respect and genuine care. Um, it would never be for too long. It would. I was. I was quite good, and I had quite a lot of support, like from my partner and stuff, to be like, okay, just sort of maybe, you know, take the day off, but don't let this be a recurring thing. And I, I was very strict with myself with that because it's a very slippery slope to be. Oh, okay. Well, if work are fine with me taking all, like you know, these days off and whatever, which they should be, it can be very easy to slip into a routine of well. They're not, they're not going to question me type of thing. Do you know what I mean? You're sort of, you're sort of pushing, seeing how far you can push really. Um, and yeah, I think it's just keeping those lines of communication open with work. Um, once again, it can be very easy to slip. I remember a few times I'd met people in similar situations to me, um, like after my mum died and they would, I'd be like, oh, well, have have you spoke to work about it? Do work? No. And they'd be like, no, it's just my job. Like, they don't need to know the ins and outs of my life. And I'm like, granted, they don't need to know what you had for fucking dinner. I said, but if your mum, dad, partner, whoever died, I think they, they, may need, they may have a right to know. Maybe not a right to know, but in the sense of these people, they're people that you see every day of your life majority of your day is spent with these colleagues whether you have a good or a bad relationship with them whatever you are spending a good 90% of your days with these people so keeping those lines of communication open with them you don't need to go into the nitty-gritty about whatever but just letting them know what is currently going on in your personal life because what goes on in your personal life inevitably is going to affect your working life you can't have your mum dad partner brother sister cousin die in your life and then you're gonna go into work and be tip top you're just not gonna be so just letting them know if you don't if you I was quite comfortable with my management to say yeah um this is what's going on in my life um if I am being a bit of a dickhead that's why but or if I'm or maybe not that but if I'm slacking in an area where I used to excel this is maybe you know why that's creeping in um just letting them know what is going on in your life because I've seen it happen those people who say it's just my job they don't need to know the ins and outs of my life Okay, then when you're in work and you're having a really shit day and you just maybe need five, but work are thinking, well, why the fuck do you need five? Like, what's wrong with you? And they're coming down on you like a ton of bricks. You're just going to implode. You're just going to go mad. And it's not to say they're going to give you a green card and and give you a pass. that's, That's exactly what I didn't want. And I remember I kept it in you know, with other colleagues for quite a while in fear of, like I said in the post, of I don't want special treatment, I don't want handouts. But it's not. It's just 
you know, if you are having a bit of a wobbly, at least they know why. At least they're informed and they can give you the support and the help within their limits um, because they know, if that makes sense, if you know what I mean. Um, what else I want to cover? Um, yeah, I've written down, like, in my opinion, if you if you want... The, so, obviously, if someone dies in your life and you, you're going back to work with an expectation of how you want to be treated um, and how you want them to handle things, you have to be honest with them. You have to be honest, whether it be you going and asking, maybe I could have reduced hours or maybe you're not comfortable with working. Maybe you want to work um, on your... If you work in a team, you may request... um, work on your own for a little while like maybe you're not just comfortable already yet to go back to that into that teamwork with those people who were in your you know your everyday life but you have to be honest with ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, once again, you don't need to go nitty gritty, but you just maybe you need you just need to be honest with you know, as to why you're taking X amount of time off or why you potentially might not be meeting the level of standards. But it's just being honest. It's just being completely honest because if you're not, it's just it's just going to bur- burst out like it literally will. Um, a good, good, decent human being or management will understand this. And I'll be completely honest and it might not be the best. I'm not saying advice, not advice at all um, or thing you want to hear. But if my management was shite back then, it would be a completely different story. I can't lie. I probably would have walked because I'm spending 90% of my day in this place and I'm carrying this grief with me every day of my life. And you're telling me you want to treat me like shit or you're not going to listen to my needs or my my concerns or anything like that get fucked I'm gone gone but that's just a rundown of what my experience was like going back to work um I do think in a way I did have it easy because nobody really knew me um I did always, you know, you sit there and you wonder what if, like, um, oh, my bloody dog wants to leave the room now. You're such a tyrant. Get out of my bedroom. Pash off. 
you watch her walk back in in a minute, burst through the door. Um, <laughs> back to that. I, I, I have, you know, you wonder, oh, what if, what if? Like, I always think, okay, if I was in my previous job where everybody knew me, everybody knew my, like, like my personal life, i.e. like where I lived, who I lived with, everything like that. Um, or even if I was back in school, it would be a completely different story. I probably, I probably wouldn't, it would have been a lot harder probably to go back into that situation. Um, I think we're expected to slot back into our everyday lives. I mean, that's a given. Everyone you know, thinks, oh, just, you know, the world moves on. Well, it, the world does move on, but not for us. It still stands still, doesn't it? But I think we're so expected to slot back into our everyday lives. But I don't think people understand that our workplace even gives a lot of triggers. So, like, you could be going back into the same office and you could be sitting back at that same desk where... You know, the previous time or the last time you sat in that desk, you might have got that most horrific phone call saying that, you know, this person has died or they're, they're, they're poorly and they've gone into hospital. Like, even just sitting back in that desk can provide a, open up a whole fucking can of worms. Or even, like, even seeing colleagues that might have been with you or, like, know your story and coming back and having to face them like it's completely triggering and I've I've gotten to know like some of your stories as well on this topic and some of you have said that you still haven't returned to work and um, however long that may be or some of you have actually left your jobs and that's okay like as I just said about triggers sometimes it's just too much and you've taken that step and I don't believe that that's um, a negative step in any way, shape or form. You're taking, um, I say initiative or you're, you're taking the reins and you're saying, I know that this in the long run, it, it will be quite detrimental to me and it's just not going to be a healthy or helpful space for me to be in every day of your life. So, I mean, hats off to you who, who have done that and bit the bullet because that's a big decision to make. Some of you have been in your careers for, you know, years and years and years and to, to, to go through what you've gone through and then to actually go, to actually leave something that was such a daily routine to you and an actual comfort to you and it's now become uncomfortable to you, for you to leave, that's, it's, a, it's a massive leap of faith. Um, and I wish nothing but the best for you in the future um, in finding hopefully a new career and a space where you're happy to go to like every single day as we all have to unfortunately with J-O-Bs um, at the end of the day you know what is right for you and your healing so like just don't be ashamed to follow your gut we all cope differently um sort of sort of like now to current day um I, I like to say now that yeah like the griefy days they're not as um reoccurring let's say but yeah there is definitely days where um say if it's been yeah like a certain time of the year and also like for me I work in the airport so we're open 24 sevs so times like Christmas like we work Christmas day we work things like that around that period there's times where I do just want to be like no nah, I could really do without work today um feeling really sad about mum or 
you know, current situation. Um, so those days like that where, and special times of the year where um, I do wish I could just go and fuck this amount. Um, but now, so I left that previous, that job where I am, um, where that, that job where I went back to work after mum. And that job will always, always hold a special place in my heart because the most, well, the most catastrophic thing in my life happened whilst I was there. And some of the support from those colleagues and those friends that I've made for life, like I've moved on from that job, but I've still got friends that I speak to all the time um, from there. And they just hold such a special place in my heart because the love and support they showed me was just like next to none and they were strangers and you know it's just one of the things like they didn't have to but they did that's just what means the most to me so um emirates i shout you out you all hold a special place in my heart um yeah love you all um but yeah since leaving emirates then i, I moved on to virgin atlantic where i am to current day and um, I actually had a few Emirates colleagues from there move to Virgin as well. There was like a handful of us who who moved over to Virgin. Um, so obviously they knew my story already. Um, but yeah, coming into Virgin, um, there's been days where I've just like gone, like I can't do it. I'm just having a really bad day. Um, again, as soon as I came to Virgin, I was like, I'm just going to keep the lines of communication open. Not to say I walked through the door and was like, me mum died. Um, but I, I came in and when, when those, when that griefy days, they did come and show their face. I was completely honest with my manager. Um, I would say to her, I said, yeah, like, um, like my mum passed away. Um, this is the basics of it. Oh, I knew the dog would burst in again. I actually hate him. Dog. <sighs> he's trying to get his five minutes of fame um and yeah and then the most staple for me actually being at, at virgin and um just again proving that good management it you know there's no fear of being able to go to them um and i remember this is actually a staple um in June last year, as I've said in previous, as I said it in my actual my own story, um, when I really went through the bad time and I was like, I finally, you know, let defeat and I said, okay, I need counselling, like I need some help. And I remember, um, I mean, Virgin's a very big company, we have a lot of resources. So I thought, I remember my first thought was, let me ask work. And I think that's so good that that was actually like my first, one of my first thoughts was speak to work that, you know, that just proves how much my, the company supports their staff that I, my first protocol was them. So I did, I sat down with my manager and I, I remember I just <laughs> sat there in front of her and I went, I remember I emailed her first and I said, oh, can we talk? I need to see you. And she replied back, she went, don't tell me you're going for cabin crew. She thought I was leaving. And I said, oh, no, no. I said, I think you're actually going to be quite surprised when you find out what the topic is. And um, we sat down in the little meeting room and she's like, what's going on? And I said, to be honest, I said, I'm not okay. 
And obviously the tears start. I just said, I'm really not okay. And she said, Amber, she went, I know this is like the last thing you want to hear or the last thing I should say. She went, I just didn't expect that from you. She was like, the way you carry yourself and the way you you carry yourself with smiles and laughter. She was like, you're such like an energy here. She went, to have you sit down in front of me and say, you're not okay. She was like, breaks my heart, like gets me emotional because it was so true. It was just like, she... She was just like, she was like, I'm so, she, she, remember she was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, you've got nothing to be sorry for. We sat there like crying together. Um, but, and I just, I came out to her and I just said, I need help. And I'm just wondering if you can help me. And she was so good. And she pulled out all the resources of what, um, you know, we're offered as staff. And um, I felt, and then at, and then the thing that really topped it for me of like, oh my God, like, good management can help a grieving person so much was she said okay explore those options and then next week like we'll have another meeting um and she was like and I want you to tell come back next week and tell me what I can do for you what can I as your manager do for you um you know she's like give me feedback how can I help you and I was just like that's that's just amazing I just thought you're you're even like this you're reflecting on yourself was like what you can do for your grieving staff and I was just like oh amazing um but yeah I've just I just always kept the line of communication with my management and with colleagues as well and also I've got a lot of close friends at work who know the story but um I do, but it's just being honest and communicating. Let off as little or as large as you want. Just let work know. You know, they're, I hope they're not, you know, they're on your side, wherever you work. Even if you're, you know, in, in, in don't get on the greatest with management or whatever, they have a duty of care for you. And if you don't feel like that duty of care is being met, that's what HR is for. <laughs> um to end this i wanted to share and um, so once i put this out i did um put like a little questionnaire box like share your stories and whatever um and i got a entry from a lady called kate louisa and i wanted to share that out here for the end it was sort of like her story and um a little tip at the end of how she's um coped through it she put um hi amber just read your post on your page just thought i would share my experience too my stepmom died on the friday from terminal cancer and i was still at work on the tuesday before and then went back to work three days later at the time i worked at a university during the summer holiday so people just thought i was doing what everyone was doing taking time off because it was the summer break I had just moved teams onto this new team and no one really knew me. They never knew my stepmom was ill and never knew I was travelling between my home and my dad's five days a week. So when she died, I never told anyone at work except my manager. I too could just be Kate. I put I could put my mask on and carry on. It, re it really actually helped me. But then now, six months later, I think it's caught up on me. Just carrying on the treadmill without taking a breath. 
best wishes, love your podcast, Kate. And then at the end she'd pop, I found that telling less people at work helped and just knowing that at least one other person knew what had happened to me helped rather than the entire office and to not feel guilty if you use work as a distraction or feel able to go back to work. We all carry on in different ways. I think just that the key part is at the end, you know, we all carry on in different ways. 110%. Um, you know what is right for you and you know that if something is going to be really positive for you or really detrimental. So, like, I had fucking Tom, Dick and Harry in my ear saying, don't do it, don't go back to work that early, sister, now. I thought, but you're, you're not inside my brain right now. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not me. You're not me. Okay, to you, that might sound absolutely god-awful of going back to work, um, you know, the following, the following time after, like Thursday after, but to me, it's a fucking godsend. So at the end of the day, we all carry on in different ways. Um, so yeah, I think I've rambled on for long enough, um, for this episode. Um, it's going to be a lot of rambling, I think, for the next couple of episodes over this next, uh, COVID-19 period. Um, but yeah, I mean, watch this space because I've got a hell of a lot of time off. So I'm a lot more active on the grief gang as um, as I wasn't really able to before because of my J-O-B. <laughs> how, how ironic. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to fill in the space with a lot of positive vibes. Um, trying to still communicate um, with the grieving community, especially via Instagram lives. Um trying to yeah just try and do them weekly just so we can all have a little chit chat and all communicate together but um yeah i'm gonna round it up here i hope you're all staying safe staying well staying positive eating your vegetables eating your fruit lots of tea lots of wine normally helps me but yeah <laughs> i'm rambling have a wicked week guys um big love amber 